0: This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.
1: Shooter ready, stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia, Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything second amendment here we go
2: Right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, gun control tyrants like Gavin Newsom just don't get it. Making good people defenseless does not make bad people harmless. Instead of using the words gun control, they should use victim disarmament. And if you believe in the Second Amendment, and if you believe that good people deserve the best tools to defend themselves and their families... And you should be a member of San Diego County Gun Owners. San Diego County Gun Owners makes it easy to connect with the community that's fighting to defend and restore your Second Amendment rights. You need to become a member today. It's only 10 bucks. Go to sdcgo.org slash join to become
1: a member. A big thank you. We had a huge showing this weekend. We had a bunch of events this weekend, Dave. You did. We had uh, a booth at the Bulls Only Rodeo out in Lakeside. We had a shooting social yesterday morning where we taught a bunch of folks how to shoot. Wow. Um, Bulls-only rodeo booth again Saturday. Wow. Eskin, and then this morning we had our Guns and Moses shoot, which is a you know, Jewish shooting group, which, by the way, was full, as, as you can probably imagine. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because my
2: wife works with a gentleman who's Jewish. Yep. And he's been having just, needless to say, and rightly so, conniptions over what's going on over in Israel. Right. So I told her, I said, so her and I are at breakfast and we're Googling Guns and Moses. Yeah. She copied his website and looks like they're going to get a lot more uh, people. It was full today.
1: It was full today. We had a full boat, huge. And Mm. then we had the Escondido. Escondido had a big uh, uh, street fair. Yeah. They did. We had a big booth there. And I want to say thank you so much to Garrison and Elliot. Wow. And Eric and Camille and Kat, who was brand new. This the first time she'd ever uh, volunteered. Um, and uh, a, an old Marine named Frank. Frank came out and helped. And we had a bunch of people helping. There's a guy, you know, remember at the dinner we gave away the member of the year award to Rick Lhotse? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Rick, Rick's, Rick is such a great guy. Rick has been around. I looked it up. He joined in April of 2018. So... He uh, just a couple years after we started, yeah. he he joined, and Rick. So th- so everybody takes pictures, you know, mm-hmm. of like, hey, this was the shooting social, and this was Guns and Moses, and here's a picture from the uh, whatever, and we put it up on social media, whatever. Rick was like in every picture <laughs> this <laughs> last weekend, and it was just a reminder. Rick is just the absolute best. Rick, I hope you're out there listening. Uh, Camp, you're not actually. You're out there working is what you're doing, but I hope you listen to a uh, a broadcast uh, uh, later this week. Uh, and I, I just want to say thank you so much. It was so well deserved that Member of the Year award. Uh, Rick is just all over the place. And that's he, awesome. He doesn't. Ask, well, that's what it takes. He doesn't ask questions. He doesn't complain. He just says, "Where you know, where are we going to be effective today? I want to be there and, and help you do it." Wow. And uh, he's just a great guy. I remember Inland Empire had their, I think it was their first shooting social uh, up in Riverside. He was there. Well, so we're all so I drive up there early in the morning, right? And we, you know, we start, you know, people start filing in or whatever. And I'm talking to the Inland Empire folks, saying, "All right, here's how you do it. You know, here's how we do it down in San Diego, whatever." And in walk walks Rick. And I'm like, "Hey, man, what are you doing?" He goes, ah, "I thought I'd come up and help." <laughs> I drove all the way up. Wow. Um. Anyways, just such a great guy. But everybody, thank you, everybody. Uh, you know, John Becker is uh, a huge supporter and Mm -hmm. he, he did the booth at the Bulls only Joe Jermisi helped organize it. Uh, Gail and Desi were both there, of course. And, uh, there's a whole list of people, but it just always amazes me, you know, five, six, seven years ago when we really started doing a lot of volunteer stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, if we had, you know, one event was a big deal. You know, if we had one thing going on this weekend, that was a big deal and it took everybody's time. And now multiple events. In different parts of the county, right? None of them are dependent on me. You know, they're all anymore you know, anymore. It was all...
2: just you and your little dog and pony show. It was my little
1: dog and pony show, and I just <laughs> can't thank everybody enough. I, that was really, truly, always one of the dreams and the purpose of the organization is we wanted to build the vehicle, and then you know, hey, I want to drive for a while. Great, here are the keys. You know, it was it was we wanted to give people the ability to do something effective. You know, any any week of the year. Right. Um, you know, everybody's got your, you got your personal life, um, you know, but... Uh, I think the environment <clears throat> is causing people to come out of the woodwork and start volunteering. Yeah? Which part? What do you mean? Well,
2: just what's going on with, like, you know, California trying to take away our guns, yeah. trying to restrict ammo, you know, trying to restrict just our Second Amendment Everything. rights. And I think you're starting to see... After, and, and for a while there there was only one side of the media on your side, and now even the left
1: is starting to st- starting to support your Second Amendment rights. I hope so. Well, and here's my fear though, Dave. Uh, my fear is that we've had a couple of really great victories. Mm-hmm. Some in the courtroom. Don't you know. get complacent. I think some people are going, ah, we're we're we're, almost, we're good. we're almost we're good. out of this thing. And it's not ever vigilance. We are not close to being out of this thing. We still need volunteers. We still need people to be engaged.
2: Well, because it's almost like a cold war is the way I looked at it. I was thinking about this the other day. And that's your people that want your second amendment rights and the people that don't. Yeah. You know, and they're like, once we go two steps forward, Mm -hmm. they want to find out how they can pull us back three steps. Yeah. And then we go four. Then they try five, yeah. and it's just back and forth, and back and forth, back and forth, yeah. and it, but it takes due diligence. Yep, ten dollars a month sounds like a commercial. Ten dollars <laughs> a month, you cannot, I guarantee you, buy breakfast for ten dollars. So just give up one meal a month, and you could uh, really, really make it, make a difference. And I think the volunteering is is crucial.
1: It is, yeah, it absolutely is. And it, it, the, the, one of the issues we're having, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get this message across. You know, we have, we're up to like 3,600 members or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's the same couple dozen people, yeah. you know. Much um, as I hate
2: to say it, but you'll find that in almost every volunteer group. I
1: hear you, but we can't.
2: We can't sit back on our we, laurels we, and say that's
1: okay. We're we're different than other groups in so many ways. Let's be different in this way. I, you know? I totally, totally agree. So you got to work harder. <laughs> yeah. You have to well, work harder. All I need here's all I need: thirty six hundred members. If a third of them, you know, would, just, would just do one thing yeah. a year. If if one third of them would just be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to work one booth. You know, I'm going to work one tabletop. Uh, I'm I'm going to go to one shoot. I'm just going to help out with one shooting social. If one third, if just one in three members, I know, not even one in three in their spouse, just one in three members. And
2: and we're not asking you to go shoot. We're not asking you to buy ammo, right? We're just asking you to show up, have fun, and 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 spread the gospel. If you believe in your Second Amendment right.
1: Now, this week on Tuesday at North County Shooting Center is one of our annual shindigs. One of our Fun time, happy time, hoo-ha, come on out and have some free pizza. Christy Bruce Lane, who's running for the assembly, is going to be the guest speaker. She's mm-hmm. at North County Shooting Center. That's on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Again, there's there's food, there's folks, there's fun, there's a guest speaker. And then Wednesday is Discount Gun Mart. Uh, Six o'clock, same thing. Food, fun, speaker. The speaker is- Which, bu- which Discount Gun Mart? On Marina, on Marina. Okay. Yep, on in the city of San Diego. Uh, the be- guest speaker is Bill Wells. He's the mayor of El Cajon, and he's also running for Congress. And then Thursday is the final. That's down in South at La Bella's Pizza down in Chula Vista. And Bill Wells. is uh, do we have a also? Do we have a pizza thing going on here? There's all. That's that's the uh, <laughs> that's the official food of San Diego County Gun owners. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't There's have it on pizza. your shirt. Yeah, uh, you know, every once in a while I get creative, and I'm like, I don't want to eat new pizza. I've actually, I got it, I can't, I got it. I, I, you know, I was. What eating, are you gonna say? What? I was eating pizza three times. I was gonna a month. say I had to. Do stop. I hear something? Oh, no, coming? I had I, I to stop. So every once in a while I get creative, and, and then I was like, ah, I and then have I have pizza, pizza without cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so I do not even. I can't. I do not even, I, You know. Anyway, come yeah. on out, have you, some fun. Uh, you don't have to worry about eating pizza three times. Just come yeah. out and eat
2: once. There you go. All right. Well, we look forward to it. Don't touch that dial. We have got a show packed that you will not believe. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM
1: 1170.
2: The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1178 The answer. Hey, if you own a gun in California, you should have an attorney that specializes in California gun laws on your speed dial. Because if you ever have legal matters that involve firearms, you need California firearm lawyer John Dillon. Especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Our trusted firearms attorney is John Dillon. John specializes in California gun laws. Please put his number in your phone right now. 760-642-7150. That's John Dillon, California firearms lawyer. 760-642-7150.
1: Okay. What do you got? We got a a guest. Um, Is he he on the line, Brendan? I don't know if he's actually Uh, calling. He's on the phone right now with somebody. Ah, he's ordering pizza. He's ordering pizza? All right. Well, our next guest, I believe, is on me. the line. Good. Uh, Dan Woz is a, He's an American entrepreneur and musician. He's the founder and president of a couple different corporations, including House Detective Inc., which is a home inspection and appraisal company. But you probably know him best because he is an excellent, excellent commentator and author when it comes to Second Amendment issues. We've had him on the show before. Great guy, Uh, just absolutely think the world of him. Dan, how are you,
3: fellas? How's it going? It's going good
1: over here. Good over now. Where's over there? It's
3: well, well. uh, I don't know which state is is worse, yours or mine. I'm in New York.
1: New York. Good point. Good point. The the New York. (laughs) I wonder if it's. I wonder if gun laws are as bad in the old York. I wonder which. (laughs) If there was a battle.
3: I'd like to move to Old York, if there is an Old Old York.
1: <laughs> uh, thanks for being on the show. There's a bunch of stuff I want to talk to you about, but you know what? I want to kick it off on something completely not gun-related. I wanted to, uh, you're completely, I, I did not prepare you for this question at all. I'm putting you on the spot. That's okay. Uh, but being a, uh, a, a musician, um, now that Eddie is gone, tragically and sadly, it's been a few years. Um, Eddie. Eddie Van Halen. Yes. Is- the, the the king of, of guitar. Yeah, uh, it was
3: a sad day. I, I got to tell you, it was a real sad day.
1: But, truly. And he was such an innovator, and he's just absolutely good. The guy walks on water, no question. Um, but now that he's gone, who's the king? Oh, man. <laughs> he he knows he's going to put one. you on the spot. Yeah.
3: There are so many great guitar players. Gary Moore, Jimmy Page, um, a lot of the old... 70s guys, but then you get into the 80s, and you had guys like Steve Vai yeah. and um, um, uh, uh, Vito Brada, and, and um, um, what's his name from Doc? I can't say. It. It was George Lynch from Doc? George
4: Lynch. Yeah. You had
3: the classical guys like Inge Malmsteen. Um, there's so many great guitar players. I can't even. I can't even say. But the thing about Eddie was he stood out among all of them. And because his his style and his sound was so unique, uh, and not not that the other guys weren't, but he was just he was just really really different. He was self taught. He he uh, he had a very uh, you know unorth- almost unorthodox way of playing guitar. We, we, he he really brought tapping alive, and and he did so many great things with guitar. And his tone was always perfect. And he did it on this Frankenstein Kramer that he that yeah. he built from scrap, from yeah. what I understand. Um, so he was he was incredible. I was always a, a big Eddie Van Halen fan, but I was also also a big Steve Vai fan. Uh, Steve Vai, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Steve Vai at all. Very, he played in David, oh yeah. David Lee Roth band. Sure. Um, after David Lee Roth left Van Halen, now Steve Vai was probably the most interesting guitar player because of the stuff he did. Was you never heard those those sounds coming out of a guitar before? He would take that whammy bar, he'd pull it up a step and a half. He would dive bomb. he would make these crazy, weird sounds that nobody could ever ever reproduce. Um, so Steve Vai always kind of sticks in my in my well,
1: mind. Well, and he, but so Jimmy Page is kind of like the, the the Godfather of guitar. Yeah. like he did he everything and he wrote the book. He he wrote cut, the, book. He wrote yeah. the book. He was like, and then right. like you said, Eddie was so innovative. I think that's the word. He's so innovative that everybody. I, I don't know any anybody that anybody that picked up a guitar after Eddie was inspired by Eddie or inspired by somebody who was inspired by. Eddie. I mean, he was just so phenomenally amazing. But is there anybody putting out music right now? that you're just like, okay, this guy's the reigning king?
3: Well, once you leave the 80s, what happens, I played in, I played in hair bands back in the 80s, and, right. and so that I'm showing my age now, but um, once we left the 80s and grunge came in, it devastated us. I yeah. mean, we were really, we were shocked. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know where to go. We didn't know what clubs to play. We were just a mess because this grunge wave just kind of came over the country. It came and went. Nah. I knew it wasn't going to last forever, but, but it was really powerful, and it wiped metal off the, off the map for a, for a moment. So now a lot of these bands are coming back, though. It's pretty interesting to watch Iron Maiden come back, Judas Priest. You know, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? And Kiss. Kiss was always one of my favorite bands. Ted Nugent just got done touring. Ted Nugent. I mean, how much more uh, you know American rock and roll guitar player do you get than Ted Nugent?
1: Uncle Ted, uh, man. You know, I met him at an NRA convention in Pittsburgh, I don't know, 10, 10, 10 12 years ago, something like that. And cause he was, uh, he was there performing. I think he was on the board for a while. I think he was on the NRA board. Yes, he was. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, we had these name tags on that told you, you know, your name and then where you were from. And, uh, I went up and I'm just like, Hey, you know, Ted Nugent, I, you know, gosh, I've liked you for, for decades. You know, it's what an honor and pleasure it is to me or whatever I said. And he looked down at my uh, name tag and he goes, "Oh, California, you're in the belly of the beast, brother." <laughs> and just kept walking. <laughs> and I was like, "That this is the coolest moment of my whole life."
3: <laughs> I, I've been in touch with his with his PR rep is his, his the woman who who uh, I, don't know, I guess she's his uh, PR and she handles his, his businesses and his business and stuff. Um, She's a wonderful woman, and she's been very uh, communicative with me over email and stuff. I'm hoping to get on Ted's show and talk with him because um, he doesn't know this, but uh, when I, uh, let's say, when I first learned about the female anatomy, (laughs) Double Live Gonzo was playing in the background, so I always felt like Ted was cheering me on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nice, nice. But yeah, no
1: Ted Nugent, awesome. He was in spirit, even if you you know yeah. he was cheering you on, that, that good old Uncle Ted. <laughs> 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 so okay, let's talk about guns now. Um, <laughs> that was fun though; that was a good conversation. By the way, <laughs> my my vote for for guitar god right now, we someone actually still putting out music and is still like the king of the fretboard, Nuno Betancourt. Oh
3: God, I didn't even think. I didn't even think about Nuno Ben but Paul Gilbert from Mr. Big. Like jeez, these guys. Yeah, Nuno, incredible. Yeah. Um yeah, Paul Gilbert. Vote. Mr. Big was probably one of the <laughs> best rock bands uh, from that era, late eighties into the into the early nineties, I guess.
1: You know Billy oh, Sheehan's a gun guy.
3: Uh, yeah, and Billy Sheehan, you know, kinda he he played a lot of the nightclubs that I ended up playing. I came a little bit after him in age. Um, but he was from uh, Buffalo, New York, yep.
4: yeah. and
3: uh, so so we have actually some friends in common. Me and Billy Sheehan. I've never actually met him, but um, incredible bass player.
1: Dave and I got to I, I got to uh, interview him. He popped up on 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 one of our on Orange County Gun Owners Facebook page, and uh, I reached out to him. I'm like, this, wait, wait, is this the Billy Sheehan? And he's like, yep, <laughs> And he's a gun guy, and he was just moving from. California to uh, Nashville. And uh, I, I just, that was that was pretty cool. So I got him on the radio. I got to talk to him about his. We didn't really talk about guns much. We talked about his career, but uh, yeah, he was a super nice guy. Anyway, okay. All right. Oh, you, oh go ahead. Yeah. Was, okay. At some point, <laughs> well, we got to get. The, just for people yeah. to listen to some of the old Mr. Big stuff with Billy Sheehan, yeah. the, uh,
3: the live the live concerts would blow you away. Daddy Brother, stuff no. like that. Some really kick ass songs. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we gotta, at yeah. some point, Dan, we have to talk about guns. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right. So one of the things we wanted to talk about, you know, we just had uh, uh, out here in California, they they basically uh, outlawed gun shows. I don't know if, if that's something you followed, but they, you know, all the gun shows were on state property. So the state came in and said, well, we're not going to let gun shows uh, legally uh, operate on state property. Well, there there really aren't a lot of places for gun shows to uh to operate other than, you know, these these fairgrounds. You know, you need a big huge warehouse, you need a bunch of parking. So it took us a long time, but we, we now have a gun show again and we're growing it and we're gonna talk a little bit more about it in the show. But what I wanted to talk to you about was uh, you know, gun grabbers they like to subvert the the, the meaning of terms. They like to, to promote their narrative by using their terminology, which I don't think our side is nearly as good as as they are at doing that. You know, and they, they come up with, uh, you know, gun show loophole and, you know, gun violence sure. and everything that they do. What, what are your thoughts on that? What, what's your, what, what are some of the worst ones in your opinion, or what's your thought on the, on the whole subject?
3: Well, first of all, let me just address the gun show thing real quick. Sure. Here where I live in Saratoga Springs, New York, um, just south of the Adirondack Mountains, beautiful place, beautiful town, but we, it's run by a bunch of Democrats. And they, what they did to shut down the gun show, the one big gun show that would come to our town was at the city center. It was the only place big enough because it had parking and it had everything. Right. And what they did was they changed the internal city code to say no uh, guns or ammo to be sold on city property. That was their little way of put running the gun show out of town. So they're scoundrels. Anyway, now that I got that off my chest, we talk about terminology there 's <laughs> there 's so many um, the, the narrative is probably the most important thing that i I talk about because I want people to understand that this narrative this anti gun narrative is what 's shaping the way we think about guns in America. So we could talk about all the terms. We could talk about assault weapon. Remember, Diane Feinstein brought the the AR-15 out, and she she showed this this a so-called assault weapon. She said, "This is you know, Mister. Mrs. America, turn them all in." And this is the problem. This is what's causing all these deaths. And they labeled it. You know, this the term was probably around, but they really made it mainstream during the Clinton era. Mm, yep. Assault weapon. That was to scare sally's soccer mom and it did because she didn't know any better she doesn't know what what a semi auto is hillary clinton would would continue to say these things spray bullets knowing damn well that they didn't knowing the difference between semi and full auto but she would still they would still create this scary narrative for people who didn't know any better because they wanted the support for the politicians who promised them safety because they're scared. Politicians say, well, we'll make you safe. We're going to ban these things. So the terminology is super important to them. If we, if we debunk it and we can actually help people understand that they're being tricked game over, but we haven't been able to do that yet. I've been, I've been trying, um, if you know, notice also terms like weapons of war, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton and uh, Obama were using that for a while, but it was a little over the top weapons of war, it was a little over the top so they didn't, they didn't use it forever they stopped using it, now they're kind of bringing it back resurrecting it a little bit
1: I, I, I think, Dan I, I think you're right, I think it was just over the top, that weapons of war thing, I think people yeah. kind of saw through it you know, like my, yeah. my, I drive a Jeep. Is that, you know, that's a weapon of war, you know, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> all right, look, hang out, Dan. We're going to, we're going to come right back to that thought. I, I really like where you're going.
2: Sure thing. All right, folks, you are listening to Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 961AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM
4: 1170,
2: The Answer. Hey, if you listen to a gun owner's radio, you know how I feel about our current government and financial situation. So it's no secret I'm a big believer in diversifying your money with precious metal like gold and silver. But when it comes to buying precious metal, you need the right company in your corner. That's why we're partnered with the top-rated Precious metal company, Gold Co., because reputations do matter. Gold Co. is six times Inc. 5,000 winner, 2022 company of the year, and they help people like you and me place over $2 billion in gold and silver. And right now, they're offering gun owners, radio supporters, up to 10000 in bonus silver when opening a qualified IRA account. This is your opportunity to protect yourself from an out-of-control Corrupt government. Don't pass it up. Grab your phone today and give Gold Co. a call. Take action today so you don't regret it tomorrow. Call Gold Co. at 855-612-6354. That's 855-612-6354. And please tell them you heard it right here
1: on Gun Owners Radio. So, Dan, we're talking about about terminology. We're talking about how the the gun grabbers do a really good job of, of making up scary terms so that people feel safe and what's the old saying those who would those who would give up uh, those who would give up uh, freedom for safety deserve neither right isn't that how it goes or someone
3: was lines? yeah yeah it's, it's definitely something like that and that's what it kind of defines the two uh, the two ideologies here in America you have on the political left you have people who are willing to give up their freedom for for what they perceive to be uh, safety um, and then on the political right you have people who are willing to give up their safety for freedom because we know we can take care of ourselves and we're willing to do it. So it, it's the two it's the clash of the ideologies really is, is, is what it is, but the terminology really helps push uh, the people who are easily easy to manipulate over to that side and get them supporting, um, gun control laws and gun restrictions. So, um, you know, we talked about assault weapons, we talked about weapons of war, but the big daddy term is gun violence.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This
3: term, gun violence, when I first r- really understood what the strategy behind it was, it, I, I was, it, it, it's kind of, it's devastating, because what it is, it's a really powerful term. When you take the word gun, and you put it next to the word violence, you're creating um, a scenario in the minds of people that just doesn't exist, but is scary as hell. We all know what a gun is, and we all know what violence is, but violence is, is a behavior. If you look the, look the word up in the dictionary, it's a behavior, and a behavior can only be acted out by a person or an animal. There's no way guns can be violent. There's no such thing as gun violence. It just doesn't exist. But they create this term so you can fabricate in your mind guns being violent and almost take the human element out of the equation. It's brilliant.
1: Yeah. And it, it works. Right, because you are never we're never getting rid of violence. Violence has been around since, you know, Cain and Abel, right? Uh yeah. you know, it's been around for thousands of years. It's 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 unfortunately the the ugliest part of human nature. But you can get, you know, you can get rid of guns. You're not, get, you can't, you know, get rid of violence. You can't go in and physically remove violence, but you can go in and physically remove guns. So no matter what, if you say, "Hey, we're going to stop gun violence. We're going to set up a committee, and they're going to figure out how to stop gun violence," they're never going to focus on violence. It's always the focus is always going to be on guns.
3: Right. And I don't even like to use the word, was the, the term. I, I I can't even use their terms anymore. I won't. I won't use them. I mean, I use them to talk about it. Yeah. But when I hear people, when I hear gun owners at the range talking about assault weapons, I, I cringe when I hear people say, you know, you know, gun gun violence. I cringe because I know this stuff is made up, and I know it's made, it's created for one purpose, and that is to 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 disarm and make helpless American citizens. It's it's all. That's the purpose, and you know it's like Pavlov's dogs. You know, Pavlov's dogs. You, he would ring the bell, and and the dogs would would salivate, right? right? We've got people trained in this country so so badly, or so good rather that you can you can say the word assault weapon or gun violence, and they're instantly fearful and it's it's kind of like Pavlov's dogs where you can it, it's like a stimulus response you give them the stimulus show them the AR15 show them the you know whatever the the violence on TV and then run the run the AR15 across the TV screen and people instantly become fearful and it's almost a visceral for some of these people who don't know any better and that's the
1: let, let me get your advice here because yep. I there's something I run into and there's something I uh, you know I deal with I, you know I deal with it as, effect, as, as effectively as I can, but I'd be interested to hear what what your thoughts are on, on how to how to best uh, deal with this. When I'm talking with somebody, reporter, politician, or even you know activist or whatever, and uh, there is terminology that they use gun violence, assault weapon, sure. whatever, I've found that if I take the time, First off, if I use a a, a better term, th- they kind of glaze over. Like they don't. Well, wait a minute. What do you mean? What are you talking about? You know. Right. Well, but if I stop and try to explain, like, well, I don't use that term because, they, then it they start to split hairs. They start getting defensive. So I find myself a lot of the times just going, hey, you know what? I'm just going to use their terminology. I'm going to continue to make my case, but I'm just going to use their terminology. Uh, you know, because it's easy. And I'm not sure I'm doing, I'm not sure that's the best idea, but what are your thoughts? I guess here's the question, Dan. If you're talking to somebody and they're used to the bad terminology and you want to introduce them to new terminology without, you know, sidetracking the conversation, what's your advice?
3: Sure, if somebody says, you know, well, well, what do you, Mr. Gun Owner, Mr. Gun Advocate, what do you plan to do to fix, you know, gun violence in this country? And and I mean, the first thing I'll say is, well, okay, you and I both know, I mean, logically we're both logical thinking people that there's no such thing as gun violence right we're talking about human violence right and they'll usually say well, well yeah yeah but but guns you know But if we can get rid of guns, yeah i know i know all that, i know but what we're really talking about is human violence and I'll, I'll give you the fact that human violence is acted out with a gun i'll give you that yeah okay so, so there's a kind of an agreement so we kind of create an agreement that really gun violence doesn't exist what we're talking about is human violence. And they may or may not use a gun. They may use a gun or a knife or whatever. But the first step, I think, is to just help them realize that what they're talking that they don't really know what they're talking about, and help them realize that the violence is not the gun. So if we can help them, in their mind, separate the violence from the gun and actually place the violence on the human being, now we're talking about a completely different topic.
1: Right. We're yeah. not
3: talking about gun, gun laws. We're talking about keeping prison keeping criminals in jail. So you can, by helping them see it, you can take the conversation into the where it should be going all along.
1: We're exactly. And here's how committed they are to this, Dan. They so we they did a study. The, the County Board of Supervisors, which it's like the the City Council for, for the entire county, is the County Board of Supervisors. And they contracted with a, uh, a, a you know, an agency that's heavily biased, and, and they uh, they studied gun violence. They wanted to reduce gun violence, and they found out um, that you know seventy percent of, of quote unquote gun violence were was were elder, were older white guys in East County San Diego who were committing suicide, and thirty percent were career criminals, um, in in high crime neighborhoods. Uh, probably killing other career criminals. That's what they found out, which is exactly what we've been saying all along. Yeah. And they they so they came up with this package of regulations. there were like 12 or so. and like like of these 12, like eight of them were, you know, well gee, let's fund a suicide hotline. you know, let's fund organizations that help keep kids out of crime. let's 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 uh, come up with steps that help, People exit a life of crime and enter a life of productivity. So, you know, eight of these 12 or, or whatever were, were good. You know, and one of them was kind of this neutral, yeah. like, oh, let's let's make gun locks free for people. Okay, whatever. So, you know, okay, that's not, a, you know. So eight of them, not that bad. But then the other four were, were like, hey, let's set up a bureaucracy that helps make suggestions on how we can, you know, stop gun violence. You know, basically, let's set up a government uh, office that, uh, you know, suggests more and more ways to ban guns is really what it was. So, well, you
3: know, they have to have suicides in there. They have to use suicides. And we know by what, looking at Australia, the two major gun bans in Australia were, were were done under the guise of suicide. And after the gun ban suicide, the, the trajectory of suicide didn't even change.
1: Didn't change, yeah. And,
3: and so we know that, that gun-related deaths I I like to use the term gun-related deaths rather than gun violence because it just it's it's it makes more sense. Gun-related deaths. Okay, we can we can we can we can use that. Yeah. But with gun-related deaths, 60% or like you said is suicides. But we have to take those out, but they don't want to take those suicides out. They love having the suicides in there because it makes that number larger and it gives them more to argue with. But the truth is we can't categorize suicides as gun-related deaths or their so-called gun violence because we know that if someone wants to commit suicide they're going to do it regardless of whether they have a gun or not they'll right. just find other means
1: right jump off a bridge take pills yeah exactly right.
3: so we can't attach uh, we can't attach suicides to gun to the gun related death number which is something like 34 35,000 or whatever a year. We can't because it just doesn't make sense when you when you understand that taking guns away from suicide people doesn't stop them. Right. It's yeah. not the gun causing them to, to commit suicide, yeah. which is what they want you to think. So I take those numbers right out. When you take the 60% suicides out, you're down to about 14,000 400 gun-related deaths in America, and the vast majority of those are gang-related, yep. and and some are, are law enforcement, good guys getting bad, you know, killing bad guys in the line of duty. And so what we're really talking about is criminals using guns to hurt people. And it's well, it, a small number in this country, but, it's still, but let's work on the criminals.
1: Let's work on the criminals. And here's how committed they are to the idea of your gun is bad, and you being a gun owner is makes you a bad person. They were so committed that uh, you know there were there were half the board were uh, you know pro Second Amendment, the other half were anti Second Amendment. It was literally half and half. And uh, the, they what what they could have done is they could have said, hey, you know what? These eight initiatives, you know, that help prevent suicide, that help prevent kids from being criminals, that help prevent you know these these useful you know eight out of twelve. They they wouldn't pass those. It, it was all or nothing. They were like, "Look, yeah. we want the anti-gun stuff in there, or we're not going to pass any piece of this." And but anyway, we know
3: what they we know what they really want.
1: Yeah, we they do. Want, they want to disarm us. Hang in there, Dan. Can you do one more segment with us? Oh, sure thing. All
3: oh,
4: right, really
2: cool. All right, hey folks. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM ninety six AM eleven seventy. The answer. folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio FM, 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, have you ever wanted to get a pilot's license? Well, here in San Diego, pilots can fly almost every day, which makes San Diego one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly with the San Diego Flight Training International. Check out this deal just for gun owner radio listeners. You get one hour of ground school, one hour of flight with an instructor. Yeah, you even get to fly. Normally, that's a $400 charge, but for listeners, it's $350. And getting started is real easy. Give them a call, 858-569-1822, or you can go to Learn to Fly with SDFTI, or I'd just call them,
1: 858-569-1822, and make sure you tell them you heard it right here on Gun Owners Radio. So, Dan, you were saying we know what their real agenda is, and I think what 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 we both know is they're they're just trying to get rid. Of, you're trying to get take take your guns away. They don't want you to have guns. Period.
4: And,
3: and, you know, it's, it's a shame that we have people living among us uh, who are trying to violate our rights. Uh, these are our next door neighbor. You know the. The liberal who lives may live in the apartment building with you. The the, the maybe even some of your friend, uh, friends, people that you know, maybe even family members. These are people who have been so indoctrinated to fear guns and hate the idea that other people can have them, <clears throat> that they will do anything to violate your rights, so they either feel safe or feel justified in their political um, in their political. Uh, behavior, whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> but the, the the key the key thing I think that that we really that I focus on a lot is we talk about the terminology. But where does the terminology go? It goes to the it goes to the to the emotions of the person they're trying to influence, and the two emotions that are used all the time when it comes to guns, when it comes to a lot of political stuff, is fear and hate. This is why Dianne Feinstein runs that AR-15 across the TV screen. This is why. Um, you know, you'll see after a, a school killing, you'll see them talking about, uh, you know, bump stocks or, uh, you know, magazine capacity or whatever. It's because they're trying to create fear of guns. And, and, and it works for people who don't know any better. But the other piece that I always focus on is the hatred that is generated toward us, toward, the, toward gun owners, toward the firearms community, toward advocates, toward Second Amendment advocates and the gun rights groups they develop a hatred toward us. They, they create scenarios like, um, we, like we don't care about the children, we, we want to see babies die, and all this nonsense. And people who don't know any better will say they, they literally start to hate us because they believe that we're recklessly and intentionally putting everyone in danger because we won't give up our rights. And because we know how our Second Amendment is tied directly to our freedom and how it's tied directly to the safety of our families. Um, they don't see that peace. They only see us as these these evil people who want to, you know, who would rather watch children die than give up our rights. It's none of it's true. Yeah. But that's that's the way it goes. It's fear and hate are the motivators.
5: no, so oh, I was just going to add, it's you know they they're clearly spoon feeding the next generation to where this fear is just simply going to grow from being you know, a discomfort or a, or a dislike to where the next generation is truly not going to understand and they're going to have a true deep-rooted fear down the road.
3: Absolutely, and that's why they're trying to um, create all sorts of laws around ammo. Um, you know, now there's all sorts of taxes they want to attach to ammo. They want to, you know, now in New York we have this new ammo background check system because what they're trying to do is discourage people from from going to the range because when you can do that, if you can discourage parents from bringing their children to the range. Those kids are going to grow up real quick. Kids grow up real quick. I know. i got a 24-year-old now. And his childhood went by so quick. If if I didn't take him to the range and he was subjected to all this anti-gun stuff, he would grow up as an anti-gunner. And that's the idea. Keep people away from the range. Keep people away from practicing. Keep parents away from teaching their kids about guns. And you create... The next generation, just like you said, it's the next generation of either non gun owners or anti gunners.
1: I agree with that. I think that's one. It would almost give me pause, uh, or at least I might actually uh, spend more time reevaluating my position if I saw a lot of pro gun people move to an anti gun position. But I got to tell you, what I see are a lot of anti-gun people who get yeah. educated or they have an experience and they move to a pro-Second Amendment position. I, and I've seen neutral people who didn't really have much of an opinion move to you know pro or anti. But I got to tell you, it's a lot, but it's one big advantage we have. It's a lot more fun to learn how to shoot a gun than it is to learn how to ban one.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know it's interesting. It's it's really funny. It's it's comical because I'll I'll watch on on Twitter. I'll follow every town and Moms Demand and David Hogg and all these nut jobs, and they put these posts out. These anti gun posts. You know, time to ban assault weapon. Whatever their thing is. Right. Uh, that you know the the ban du jour, and um, the entire comment section <laughs> is like hundreds of people completely destroying them they have no support on their social media at all it's, it's so funny because I, it, it, it's it's interesting what's like what's driving them to keep going and that's where i start to question okay there's something else behind them behind every town behind mom's demand because if you got that much hate online you just turn your computer off you know it just doesn't make sense but they still do it. So there's there's money behind it. Uh, these people are just the, the tools out there uh, being used to push the agenda, and they get bashed and beat up and slaughtered on their own social media sites. It's it's beautiful.
1: Well, I think there, I think there's two things. There's two things behind it. I think one of the more practical, uh, you know, or or machine like things is that the obviously the Democratic Party has this is a winner in their mind. Like they, they go, Hey, whatever. We don't care about the issue. What we care about is it helps us get Democrats elected. But I think the, 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 uh, the, the, harder uh, thing that they all have in common, the, the thing that's harder to overcome is uh, you know, a lot of the, of the uh, anti-gun leaders, you know, Feinstein, Hogg um, a lot of them, almost all of them have had a horrible traumatic experience where a gun or somebody with a gun was involved and I think and that's hard to overcome, but it, it what it what it does is it's turned them into an irrational person who has ha- they have an emotional response yeah. and it's hard I got to tell you, you're a superhero if you go through a horrible traumatic experience and you come out rational, you know, no matter what it is, you know uh, a gun or whatever the tool is, but if you come out rational with a rational opinion, you're a superhero. You know, if you come out damaged, if you come out irrational, you know that's that's almost normal. But they don't excuse themselves from the discussion. They can't say, "Hey, you know what? I've had this horrible experience. A gun was involved. I can't really make a rational decision." They become leaders in in this movement. But I, that's it's really really difficult to overcome that.
3: Well, who's the Parkland father? I forget his name. His daughter. Yeah,
1: right? he was here. I know. And Andrew uh, Pollock. Yeah. yeah, Andrew
3: Pollock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he went the other way, because he, 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 yep. he was rational,
1: and yep. he understood that if
3: the teachers there or if the staff, you know, had a gun, they could have protected his daughter. And um, I went the other way, too, I and mean, people maybe you guys may not know this, but there was a time in my life when I was running around with rock bands, and I was kind of hanging with the wrong crowd, the liberal crowd, and I was kind of <laughs> an anti-gun myself.
1: I like that it wasn't... That w- That's what was wrong with the crowd. You're like, yeah, I was hanging out with this. It was kind of a rough crowd. They were liberals. <laughs> yeah, they were, no, yeah. I'll well, bet yeah, you that was wasn't doing, the worst thing that yeah. was going on.
3: <laughs> I say I was hanging out with the wrong crowd. And people said it was, what, bank robbers and drug dealers? No, it was liberals. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, But the... But I had a situation in my life with my wife and I, when we came out of a late-night movie theater, and I tell the story in my first book, Good Gun, Bad Guy, um, we came out of a, a late-night movie theater. We had this run-in with this guy, and uh, we made it out okay. We were safe and everything went, was fine, but it was just enough to make me rethink my whole position. Yeah. And um, everything from that, that night on changed. My whole entire life changed, because I, I started to see from a different perspective um, I could see the danger. I could see my responsibility to protect my wife and my son and myself. Um, and That night I told my wife, I said, I'm sorry. I, I don't know if I would have been able to protect you if I, if I needed to. I said, I'm getting a gun. And everything changed. And from that moment on, my whole life just opened up. And, and then I started doing the research. And then I started to see how it was that I had been manipulated myself. And I started studying the terminology and the narrative and the rhetoric and the propaganda and that's what I started writing about. And I've been writing about it ever since. And it goes deep, um, but it's really interesting how people can be so manipulated, but some of us can see through it and make a change and, and hopefully you know, help other people um, do the same.
1: Dan, how can people, uh, how can, how can people follow you or, or read more? Or how, where would you like to point them? Because I, I really want to make sure that people know who you are and follow you and, and uh, learn more about you and, and listen to your voice.
3: Well, my book series is Good Gun Bad Guy, so You can go to goodgunbadguy.com. Um I have a web show called The Loaded Mike. We talk about second amendment stuff. We also talk about, you know, politics of the day. It's a lot of fun. Great show you're going to love it.
4: I should I,
1: do that I, I should do an alcohol Dan or uh yeah, Dan uh Dave, we should do an alcohol show where we talk about like bourbon or whatever and I could call it The Loaded Mike, right? <laughs> I like it. that. Be- <laughs> and you know and you could drink on the job. That's right. I'd be The Loaded
3: Michael, Mike. Michael was on our show, by the way, once,
2: right?
1: Man, he got loaded. Yes. Now he can't remember. <laughs> I was I was, I was, was definitely unloaded. <laughs> okay, so cool, was, Dan. So
3: Loadedmike.com or goodgunbadguy.com.
1: Okay, right. cool. Excellent. Thank you so much, man. It's always, always a great pleasure. talking to you.
5: Thank you, Dan. Thank you, guys. Anytime. All right. Bye-bye. All right.
1: Cool yeah. guy, right? That was really cool. That yeah. was cool. I really like that guy. I think he's very well spoken. I think he comes from a good, very mm-hmm. down good, to earth, very yeah. black and, I, and white.
5: And I and I like that he speaks from a place of where, like you said, he was on the other side. And you know, I think people that can kind of say that and show that transition, they have they have a lot of power.
1: I mean, we we talk to, to, to like warriors all the time. We talk to like seals and you know cops and whatever. And he's just this this. He was a musician. He was just mm-hmm. kind of a regular guy. And I I don't know. That's a nice fresh perspective every now and then. I don't know. We talk to comic book guys. We talk. He's a superhero in a whole different way, isn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah.
4: All
1: right, we're going to take a quick
2: break. Don't touch that dial. Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 1170.
1: The answer. <laughs> Shooter ready, stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go.
2: Alright, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM1170. The answer. Hey, the fight for Second Amendment is also happening in Orange County and Inland Empire. Orange County Gun Owners and Inland Empire gun owners lead the fight on the city and county level just to defend and protect your self-defense rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising, getting local pro gun candidates elected, becoming a member, become a member today. Go to slash join or Orange County. That's slash join and join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment right. That's iegunowners.com or
1: ocgunowners.com. <laughs> Winners, prizes, and events. Wait, we have a special guest. Well, I get, let me I get it through this first. You want right? to do that first? Yeah, we got to okay. do this first. Subscribe and win. Uh, subscribe to our email list and win some swag. This week's winner is no drum. Sorry, roll. I know. I I I, <laughs> no drum uh, roll. I wasn't ready yet. Sorry, right, let's, let's oh, try right, this go. one more time. Right. Gary Phelps. Wasn't that wasn't that like a, an Olympic swimmer's name? It's Gary cousin. P- is it? I not wonder if he's related. Michael Phelps. Michael, Michael Phelps. Phelps. Gary Phelps. Close. <laughs> Gary, congratulations. Email prizes at gunownersradio.com to claim your t-shirt or hat. Okay, now, Dave, well, we, have a, yeah, we have a special here. guest in the studio here. Alicia, who is your special
5: guest? We do. I brought my daughter in with me today. We uh, we had some fun hangout time today at the range and uh, threw some rounds down and brought her here with me.
1: Out- yeah, shoot your mom.
5: She's a pretty good uh, shot. I tried.
1: You tried. You tried. You did. You tried. Is her her mic working? Test. Go test. Test.
6: One, two, three. There
1: she is. So, uh, first off, do you have a name?
6: Yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. My name is Lindsay.
1: Nice, Lindsay. Nice to meet you. Okay. So, this was. Was this your first time? How do you mind? How old are you, Lindsay? Uh, I'm eighteen. Eighteen. So you have your driver's license already. (laughs)
6: Don't embarrass (laughs) her.
1: Just because you stood right. in line you know, at 2 in the morning I to get did. yours. All right. We won't go into that. <laughs> we, had whole, we had a whole driver's license yes, we discussion did. off air. Nice. Mm. So, Lindsay, uh, this, was this your first time shooting?
6: No. I've uh, gone shooting um, several times in the past. I'm like, just accompanying my mom during uh, just whenever I can go. Nice.
5: She do you enjoy was, it? She started when she was probably 8 is yeah. when I started wow. taking her. You, do you
2: enjoy shooting?
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fun. I mean, I haven't gone that much often, but it's I enjoy, yeah. What do you like? To, what
2: do you like to
1: shoot?
6: Um, today I used to favor the forty more, but now I've I like the nine millimeter. Yeah, so. we all everybody went that. Everybody went <laughs> yeah. through their forty phase, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then
1: you go back and nine millimeter wins. Yeah. There's like there's like ten people listening right now that are having a fit because they're still, still they still love that, their forty still in their forty they're still in their forties. <laughs> oh, by the way, you remember you'll appreciate this. So
2: I'm. At dinner with my wife's cousin and her his wife, and and he did, she didn't know anything about the fifty cow oh, no. that he bought. <laughs> so I'm over there bragging Hello. away. Oh. Yeah, you just say this thing. You're that and guy. I looked over at his wife, and I go, "Uh oh." Uh-oh. <laughs> so he told me I'm not allowed to see her ever again because <laughs> it was like two weeks, and she wouldn't talk to me. Way to go, Dave. I Jeez. said, but she he never shot it except once,
1: thanks to Alicia. <laughs> I mean, it's on the wall. I mean, it's not even. Yeah, so. great, Dave. Way to go! So, you like the nine millimeter? Which nine millimeter were you shooting? Do you remember which one it was today? Uh, uh, she,
5: it? Well, she was running Glock seventeen, and then also the Shield today. Oh, nice,
6: mm-hmm.
1: nice. Yeah. What do you What do you think about shooting in general?
6: Um, like,
1: like, like, is
2: if it, you had your choice between that or riding a horse,
6: <laughs> oh,
2: that's hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you like both?
6: Yeah, I I enjoy a variety of things, but I think. I like having an adrenaline rush, so shooting is something that is, well, being safe, um, right. it's fun to practice and just see if I can be as accurate as possible. So. You
2: ever thought about riding a horse and shooting as a target? Yeah, I there thought about it. You, know, you ever heard of Annie Oakley? Yes. You could be Annie Oakley. Isn't she
6: like didn't, 16? Didn't she kind of- when she yeah. started shooting? She was pretty young. I don't know how old she She's was. 16 really 18, right? Something yeah. like that. around that
1: You're not too really old. Good. You're not too old at 18. You still have a couple of years. Yeah. You still have a couple of useful <laughs> years ahead of you at 18. Don't worry. Mm. So, but I mean, so your mom heavily involved in firearms industry. Mm-hmm. That's yep, probably definitely. unusual, right? And not a lot of your friends have moms who are big Maybe. shot shooters.
6: Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: So what do you think about that?
6: I think it's good to have people that maybe you wouldn't normally see in that sort of setting because it's probably off-putting to some people that want to learn maybe in a industry that's more I mean I'm sure you've heard this but it's more uh, male-dominated and it's not maybe some people are not uh, very familiar with guns and so I think it's important to um you know just I guess have a representation show that um you know, it's
5: if mom can do it, anybody can. Yeah, it. yes. Yeah, yeah, but if you <laughs> notice that, how if you
2: notice, from what I notice, is that when women get into shooting, they seem to be way more excited mm-hmm. than men getting into shooting. Do you do you notice that?
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've.
2: And you think it's because of that fact that most women don't shoot, and the ones that do are super proud of doing it.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's I, I don't know a lot of yeah. women that do, so it's it's. Rare I think it's a good do. thing to it's to be. Yeah, is it empowering? Mm-hmm. I I would think it is because you you want to know like you want to be able to defend yourself and you want to be able to know how to handle it if you ne- ever need to. So yeah. very, very important. You, you.
1: Do you think now? Do you see you're not you're not old enough yet, but do you think uh, uh, when you uh, when you get a couple years older, do you think that do you see yourself carrying a gun for protection daily?
6: Uh, I think at some yeah. point, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What do you think about it? yeah? So your mom wasn't always into guns. Do you remember when she started getting into guns? Sure.
6: Uh, so uh, uh, the
7: guy that you heard mm. earlier in the last hour, his name is...
1: Dan hey, Brendan. Brendan, you're on whoa. air. Let's have you
5: turn off your mic.
4: He's
5: ordering dinner tonight. Yeah, really. I'm glad he's not saying something embarrassing. That'd be awesome. Was it the one that was racing?
1: Anyway, so what I was saying was, your mom wasn't always into guns. Mm-hmm. At some point, she got into guns. Do you remember her getting into guns, and what were you, what were you, what were your thoughts on that? Or were you too young? You just kind of.
6: I think it was around ten or eleven. Maybe. Well, no, 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 it was earlier than that. I think the first time I shot, I was around seven or seven or eight around that. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, it was just sort of a normal thing for me. Like I It wasn't weird to me. Yeah. Because I, I think you know. You want to be able to, you know, know how to defend yourself if you ever come across any circumstances that, you know, someone's breaking your house or someone's holding you up at knife point or something. You want to be able to, you know, have those things that are necessary to, you know, protect yourself, protect your family. Just- now,
1: when your mom teaches you, do you, do you feel like... Or does it occur to you? Do you feel like, hey, you know what? Mom's teaching me to do this because she cares about my safety. Like, mm-hmm. This is some. This is one way that mom shows me that she loves me. Is that is that something that crosses your mind? Or, you, or that probably? Yeah. Matter.
6: Well, if I think if she didn't teach me, that would show me that she doesn't care. Because, you know, it's important to know how to do things and how to do them properly. Because there's a lot of things that I do wrong, and if I do them wrong, I could end up hurting myself or others potentially. So
1: what are some of the other things that your mom does that shows that she doesn't really care about you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't don't pay any attention to him. Here's what I want to know. When your mom does tell you that she loves you and she doesn't get a great response from you. What, what's the, what's the, what What does she
2: do?
6: I'm just grumpy. (laughs) What
5: is, what does mom do?
1: do? What's mom's response? No dinner.
6: Uh, I'm having t- a brain fart.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Where, where, where were you trying to get at, Alicia? Alicia
2: said Yeah, Alicia knows.
5: Long what? story short, we had an incident in a restaurant. Oh, no. You what? <laughs> you what? We had an incident in a restaurant.
1: What? I guess what was the did. incident?
5: Was it? I told her I loved her. <laughs> 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 she kind of shrugged and kind of rolled her eyes. And <laughs>
1: What? Yeah. I just don't totally embarrass this poor
2: girl. Oh. She'll never get a driver's license. So <laughs> <is> this <laughs> was
5: a brand new restaurant when, when Cannes first opened. Oh, I love Fast her. food and cans in Santee. Santee, sure. hacked room. She... I stood up and proclaimed my love to her to oh. everybody that was there. Oh, yeah.
6: loudly! Oh, very On the, so. on the seat, <laughs> yeah. I stood up. How See? was that for you? I Did so you loving. learn?
2: Did you learn anything from there?
6: I'd be <laughs> yeah. dropping
2: on my knees if she told you I love you. I'd be dropping <laughs> on my knees. Which,
1: which is a more effective way to, to tell you that that she loves you? Take you shooting or yell to the entire? Yeah, I embarrass loud? you which to death.
4: Shoot it. <laughs> He's
1: no, no, a hard
2: time. Just say shooting; it'll work.
4: Better. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, we're going to take a quick break. Good job, break. Lindsay. Nice talking to
1: you. When we you come here. back, hang out right here, though. Don't don't go hey, anywhere. don't go anywhere.
2: Yeah. He's got so many more. We questions got a whole show for you. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to cancel the show. We want to be... know everything. Yeah, right down to the nuts <laughs> and bolts. <the laughs> right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy eight. The answer. Right, folks, hey, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961,
1: AM 1170.
2: The answer. <clears throat> All right, is, it a, is there a better tool no. that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that's bigger and stronger? Nope. That's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed
1: carry permit. And guess what? It's totally free. To sign up, go to NotMeST.org. We're also doing a fundraiser for Not Me California. So if you go to NotMeCA.org, we're trying to raise $10,000 by the end of the month. So if you could please, that's our 501c3 that helps fund the program. Go to NotMeCA.org. Make a donation today. Thank you so much. And speaking of tools... We're going to talk about a guy named Ron Marcus today. Who is, is he a tool? He's definitely a tool. Cool. He's uh, uh, a tool in just about every sense of the word. Not a self-defense tool because that would actually make him useful. Um, he's uh, on the other side. He's an anti-gun guy. And I don't know if you saw. Alicia, did you see my – I was on I was on talking about the gun show a couple days ago. Did you see that? I, I saw a snippet. I watched the whole
5: thing. I was on ABC or
1: CBS. Brendan, what channel? CBS. 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 It on never local CBS. I over there again. <laughs> well, I wasn't on it. It was via Zoom. I drew the line there. I was like, "Look, I only go in for AK, USI, folks." No, no, no. So, uh, they did a story, and it, it honestly it kind of bothers me. Um I was talking to Brandon about this. You know, there doesn't need to be another there's not another side to a gun show. It's just an event. Like there shouldn't be another side. But they're always okay, good. fine. They got another side. This guy Ron Marcus though, uh, real piece of work. I actually, when I first started San Diego County Gun Owners, I reached out to Ron Marcus because he's kind of the talking head for the anti-gun group, and I said, "Hey, let's just go have lunch. Let's just go sit down, chat this out, see what we can come up with." And when we sat down and talked, I said, "You know, I don't have an agenda. Um, I just really wanted to meet you and let's 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 talk." And he came off as very reasonable in that. Um, you know, uh, he was like, Hey, look, you know, we don't care if law-abiding gun owners have guns. And, you know, I'm not anti-gun. And, yeah, you know, I've shot before and whatever. We're not against gun shows, you know. He pretended to be very reasonable. And I say pretended because uh, that was the last time I heard any kind of reason from him at all. He's He's been an, an absolute ridiculous, uh, twerpy kind of weirdo ever since. And it's just absolutely infuriating. He... um I remember at one point I even said, you know, uh, gosh, these CCWs. This is before you could get CCWs in San Diego. I said, geez, these CCWs, that should be like a dream for you guys because it means they have to go through an even more thorough background check. You know, it means they have to go Mm -hmm. through training. It means they have to – all these additional steps. You should want every gun owner to go get a CCW, you know? And he was like, yeah, you know, gee, I see your point. But then from then on, he was totally against the idea of opening up CCWs, you know, getting rid of the subjectivity of CCWs. That was the last time he was reasonable about that. And I even went one step further and I said, you know, gosh, what if, uh, you know, they said, look, all the, you know, the the assault weapons ban and, uh, you know, the magazine ban and all these ridiculous additional gun laws. What if they just disappeared for people who went through additional steps? He's like, yeah, all right, I can kind of see where you're going with that. I said, okay, well, that's a CCW. Like, w- would you support anybody with a CCW who can own, you know, what California terms as, a, as a, an assault weapon or a, you know, 15 round magazine, and all these other things? And he was like, yeah, you know, I can kind of see it. That was the last time he ever supported anything like that. And I really walked away from that lunch thinking, hey, this guy's not bad. You know, let's see what happens. Who bought lunch? <laughs> i don't remember to be honest with you if he, I bought, if I he probably, bought that's probably why he's not on yours <laughs> <laughs> i remember it was it was at the san diego brewing company down like we're you know oh, Michigan. We, is that still there oh it's still there it's so good the cheese the beer cheese oh. soup oh it's so good see there we go we i, I knew we were gone <laughs> i knew we'd make it I so uh uh anyway he is just a piece of work um you know, he says all these like, oh, you know, gee, golly, gosh, I'm reasonable and whatever. And
2: is that the first you know,
1: politician you've ran into? He's not does, a politician. That? Oh, he's not even. No, no, he he does volunteer work. I'm not even sure which anti-gun group. You know, oh. they all all these anti-gunners. There's mm-hmm. like five different groups, but there's really and there's like 15 people, and so you know, and these 15 people just like they wear one shirt one day and another shirt the other day. There's like San Diegans for gun violence prevention. There's the Brady Organization. There's Every Town. So, there, I don't He's with the anti gun groups. I don't know which one. Yeah, he, depends you know, on what day. Depends on what day. Sometimes he's wearing an orange shirt. Sometimes he's wearing a red one. Sometimes it's blue, but it's always anti gun. And I would see him protesting the gun show after sitting there and telling me, oh, no, 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 we're not, you know, we're not against gun shows. You know, I'm like, look. California gun shows have every law you think should be you know as against, part- yeah, I mean, you can't purchase a gun there, you have to go through a background check. there's no gun show loophole. You should be totally in favor, oh yeah, yeah, we don't we, we don't have anything against gun shows, but then I saw him out there multiple times marching and talking about how we're a bunch of murderers, and I, I mean he absolutely like like lunatic fringe. So I'm on this interview. We're gonna play. We're, let's go ahead and play the the interview, Brendan, and we're gonna talk a little bit about it.
7: Right. As a general principle, we don't have. a oh, no, no, no 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 no!
1: We want to play the whole the whole interview. Now I can already see Lindsay's fired up. She's gonna have some things to say about it.
5: Live for the San Diego Gun Show. For decades, the Del Mar Fairgrounds hosted the gun show until widespread protests led to new legislation banning gun shows on state property.
0: CBS 8's Richard Allen reports how this new launch of the gun show is different and how gun violence prevention groups are reacting. And that gun show will be held here at the Masonic Center in San Carlos, October 21st and 22nd, a considerably smaller venue than the original show on the Del Mar Fairgrounds. And that won't be the only difference.
1: I'm really excited.
0: Michael Schwartz of San Diego County gun owner says the biggest challenge in finding a new venue for their gun show was finding enough space.
1: The facilities like they have in Del Mar, that's what's perfect for a gun show. Um, So that was the only thing that made it difficult, was finding someplace big enough. Gun shows on state-owned property like the Del Mar Fairgrounds
0: were declared illegal after Governor Newsom signed into law a bill written by Mayor Todd Gloria when he was assembly member. Schwartz says this new gun show, which premiered a few months back, will also have an educational component providing speakers on different topics like the Second Amendment. San Diego County Sheriff Kelly Martinez is also scheduled to speak on concealed weapons permits.
1: We want to make sure that um, people can uh, abide by the many, many uh, types of very restricted gun laws in California and safely uh, use their firearm in California. As a general principle, we don't have
0: a stance against gun shows at all. Ron Marcus is with San Diegans for gun violence prevention. He says the protest against having the gun show on the Del Mar Fairgrounds centered on its being on state-funded land.
7: A number of citizens groups didn't feel it was appropriate for taxpayer money to be uh, going to land that was featuring gun shows.
0: Marcus says their group just wants to make sure any gun show follows the law, from restrictions around marketing firearms to children, to ghost guns, to background checks. We just want
7: to
1: make sure that gun shows, like any gun seller, are complying with the law. If you are, you know, a reasonable, sane, trained, law-abiding person, then you'll see the value of a gun show and you'll see the value of the education and community that we're providing. Schwartz says he's not certain if this new show will attract the many thousands of attendees that the show at Del Mar used to, but is hopeful. What we want to do is grow it to where it's just as big and probably even bigger than Del Mar. And the original gun show had come to the Del Mar
0: fairgrounds about five times a year. Schwartz says if the demand's there, this new gun show could become just as frequent.
1: So now let let, let let's let me talk about a couple things there. First off, let, let's start right where he ended, which was, uh, you know, we're going to have it just as big and just as frequent, uh, you know, as far as, you know, gun shows here in San Diego, if the demand is there. So everybody listening, we need you to show up, mm-hmm. you know, don't go, ah, it's not as good as it was. You know, it's not quite where it was. We need you to show up so that it will become as good as it was. So just throwing that out there. But the other thing is, everything he said was totally contradictory to other things he said, meaning Ron Marcus, and, and actions he's taken. He had nothing against gun shows, right? That's what he said. But he was out there protesting and, and calling people murderers. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. He was, uh, you know, he just wants to make sure we comply with laws. That's not what he wants to do. No. He, w- he wanted to make sure that we didn't exist. We were complying with laws. And of course we were complying with laws. Right. And there was no evidence to the contrary. And he wasn't out there saying, hey, we want you to comply with laws. We want you to comply with laws. That wasn't mm-hmm. the chant. The chant was about how we're all a bunch of murderers and heartless and hate kids.
5: And was he claiming that the gun show space was given free for the gun show?
1: That's another. Because
5: you know that yeah. they charged them for it. There was no taxpayer money used to fund that gun show. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: where'd that right. come up with it? Right, right. We paid them. Right. We we paid them and they lost it was somewhere around five hundred to $600,000 uh, that that venue lost. We were a net profit mm-hmm. to them. We weren't, there was no uh, tax money being spent on gun shows. There was, it's just, it's it's a total fabrication. It was a total lie. The other thing is, uh, so what if it was? You know, the implication that it's wrong to have any kind of tax, you know, uh, 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 funded event that has to do with your constitutional right. I mean, just the implication that we're all bad, horrible people. Mm-hmm. This guy, he talks out of both sides of his mouth. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I, I think that the one thing I'm really, really proud of is we go out of our way and, and, and to tell the truth. I mean, that our whole purpose is to come here and say, hey, this is what's really going on. Here's the real side of the story. You know, Let's introduce you to, to real people involved. And you know their side has to like bob and weave and and come up with these ridiculous you know arguments quote unquote um, to try to prove their absolutely ridiculous case. And I just don't understand it. You know, if if Ron Marcus really had a case to make, number one, he wouldn't just make stuff up. And number two, I, I come to the come to our show, come on our radio show, and okay. let's let's have a real discussion. I'd be happy to. I would ha- be thrilled to debate this guy and have a discussion on his completely ridiculous lies. Yeah, but he'll do the same thing he did to you when you went to lunch. Yeah, but at least, at least it'll be in front of people. You know what I mean? Like, with, with, it was just me and the waitress <laughs> and Ron. He, he can say whatever he wants. All right, well, step up to the plate, and let's have a real discussion on it. I dare you.
5: I want to take him out on the range. He says he's, he's a shitter. Yeah. Let's go out.
1: Well, I don't know if he'd do that. He was telling me he does uh, martial arts, but like whatever martial arts he <laughs> studies, they don't actually touch each other. I remember that kind of sticking out. I'm like, oh, really? So what are you- So is that just a dance class then? Or I think just- it is a dance like class. Like karate, yeah. Anyway, Lindsay, right. what do you think about
6: that? Yeah, I think there's. if you're not making contact, is it really self-defense? <laughs> Very
1: good. <laughs> what did you think of the interview? What did you think of the...
6: I, I thought that... You look frustrated. Yeah, they're just... I see people making a lot of different points that aren't really, you know, not. In- they don't make any sense... They're not,
5: not weird and true.
6: Yeah, they're not true. They're making false statements right. and they're incoherent just, and yeah. contradictory. Absolutely. All right,
1: awesome. all right. Let's take a quick break. This and is we, and let's talk about the gun show next. Now let's we're gonna transition. Now to the gun we can show. talk about it. All
2: right. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM ninety six eleven
1: seventy. The answer. The answer.
2: Hey, folks. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. You know, a lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money in marketing. The design is excellent. The photos are beautiful. And your website looks great. But it's just not getting customers. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that with Sage Street. Sage Street can help you find... The words that make it easy for your customers to understand what you do and how to buy from you. Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is real easy. Visit sagetree.com and click on the schedule
1: an appointment button at sagetree.com and hit that schedule a call button. All right. So we talked about, uh, Ron Marcus who wants to, uh, rid the world of gun shows. Um, now let's talk about the gun show that we have going on. <laughs> you know what's even better uh, is I don't know if you heard that the reporter said that it was outlawed by a bill written by Todd Gloria. Yes. Yeah. What's up with that? Well, he was in the assembly. He's totally anti-gun. He's as anti-gun right. as they come. Right. And I don't I mean, he He by the way, he didn't write it. No. It's no. not like little Todd sat there with no. his little hands and. You know, I said, well, gee, I'm, today I'm going to write a bill. No. He, some anti-gun group said, hey, Todd, you're here, kind of a tool. Push this. Yeah, here it is. And he said, all
2: right, great, man. Yeah.
1: So that's my Todd Gloria,
2: by I the way. I think that's a very good one. It's a good Todd Gloria. I know.
1: If you didn't, if you'd never heard Todd Gloria speak, wouldn't you kind of think, that's what he sounds like? It's yeah, exactly what it's he me, me. like. It's me. I'm Todd Gloria. And you're not even that short. <laughs> <sighs> Where was I? Oh, so he. So he So he passed this bill, right? It wasn't even in his district, by the way. You know, Del Mar wasn't even in his district. Right. So he passed this to So where's the first gun show? <laughs> in the city of San Diego while he's mayor.
5: But <laughs> he said oh, anything? Put
1: that in your pipe. No. He probably didn't have a pipe. He probably pipe has a vape. It. Put that in your vape and smoke it. But has he ever, I mean, has he ever. Not publicly. Come out and, he's never, you know, he's, I've never gotten a call from Todd Gloria. Really? Or, you know, nothing. Well, he's you know you're a, doing lunches. He's such a jerk. He really is. He's such an embarrassment. Um, okay, so let's talk about the gun show. Okay, so the gun show is next weekend, the 20, what? 20,
5: 21st.
1: 21st and 22nd, Saturday and Sunday. Both days. It's at the East San Diego Masonic Lodge, which is on Tommy, Tommy Drive. Drive. Tommy Drive. Mm-hmm. It's over by where, like, Navajo and Jackson, kind of kind of where that is.
2: it. It'll, you'll find it.
1: Yeah. And uh, – I think Lindsay's running a shuttle, aren't you? Aren't you driving a shuttle there? You're going to shuttle uh, people there? No, 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 no. She doesn't have a license. She, oh, that's right. and carriage. Horse <laughs> <laughs> and carriage. Yeah, yeah you could do that. So what it is is it's a gun show. We need everybody to show up. We need everybody to say, hey, I'm just going to show up. I don't care if you're there for 20 minutes. Go buy a ticket. Show up. Walk around. It's, there's a lot to do, and it's, you're going to have fun. But, uh, you know, um, uh, show up, and you're going to see some of the you know usual cool stuff. We're going to be able, you'll be able to see ammo vendors, you'll be able to see some guns, mm-hmm. Poway weapons and gear is going to be there. Um, Discount Gun Mart is going to be there. The Gun Range San Diego is going to be there. So you're going to actually get so to see firearms. Of, we got a lot mm-hmm. of gun guys. We got a lot of gun guys. What I really wanted to do is I don't want this to be competition for the gun shops. I want the gun shops. This to is a great
2: place for them. to— it's like the car show. Yeah. It's like the auto show down mm-hmm. in the convention center. Right, All yeah. the car manufacturers bring their cars yes. and show their wares. Yes. We should have that same mentality for the, for the gun show. Well,
1: that's what I'm trying to build. Okay. And I think we're getting there. But, again, we need you guys to show up and support and say, hey, thank you, Poway Weapons and Gear. Thank you, Discount Gun Mart. Thank you, the Gun Range San Diego on Balboa. Um, have we reached out to every gun store in San Diego? Uh, of, of course.
2: Of course if you don't I reach out to bear arms and Alpine, I'll be mad.
1: Uh, why don't you reach out to him? I knew you were on the way to home. <laughs> I will. Okay. So, um, but some of the other cool stuff. Oh, so then we have accessories. Uh, you know, it's going to be very much like uh, like every gun show that you that you can think of. You know, accessories, ammo, guns, right? Trainers. You know, but Symposiums. on top of that, the symposium yeah. makes it very, very different. So, the symposium that we're going to have is, and all you got to do. Is buy a ticket to the gun show. You don't have and to you're buy in. like a and you're in. Now they never did that at the Del Mar show. Did no, they? no,
5: they did not. No. So this didn't.
1: is totally a bonus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it a Q and A as well? The, so, so, yep. so let me let me run through some of the things that are happening in the uh, symposium. I like because there's like making you bump in the road. Yeah. Well, no, you're 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 doing great. You're doing great. I don't know, Lindsay, it's Dave's first day on radio, yeah, so we're is. helping him along here. I'm trying. I so look, if, good, look good in headphones, though, don't I? Feel free. We, just weigh in. Just, just, yeah. Lindsay, just say, like, hey, You got to put her finger up. Just say, Dave, this is how This is how radio. <laughs> yeah. There you go. She not, learned. Not that finger, Lindsay. Oh, yeah.
2: you would never do that. Okay, I'm just kidding.
1: So, <laughs> Ooh, so here's what we have. <laughs> so here are the speakers we have. And again, all you have to do is come to the gun show. You can see the schedule on gunownersradio.com. But the symposium is free. It's not a separate ticket or anything like that. We're going to have the San Diego Sheriff, Martinez. She's going to come and she's going to basically talk about CCWs, how's it going, how's, how, how is it going, you know. Um, I don't know if you know this, but a year ago, a year and a half ago, before, we got, before she got into office, we were happy with a 200-month, meaning that they'd issued 200 CCW. That was a big month. Like, mm-hmm. wow, she got 200 issued. Or he, was actually the sheriff before her was a he. He got 200 issued. Now she's averaging like 700 a month. That's what, yep. that's what you can do when you get the right people elected. So I'm sure she's going to talk about that. She's going to talk about CCWs in general, but what is she definitely going to talk about? What are people going to definitely ask
5: her about? How to get through quicker?
1: <laughs> the S- roster. SB2. Right, yeah. oh, SB2. Yeah, absolutely. They're yeah. going to wonder, like, what what's going to happen? you know. So yeah. she's going to talk about SB2. Um, but it's also just a good opportunity to ask her questions, get to know her, take a selfie, put it up on Facebook. She's she, you know, she's fulfilled every promise she made to us, and I'm very, very, very proud of uh, the support we gave her to make sure she, we got her in office. Um, we're also going to have Saturday, tomorrow, towards the end of the day, we're going to have an elected officials panel where I'm going to question Laura Lothian. She's the vice mayor in La Mesa. We helped her get elected. Very, very proud of that. Mm-hmm. Dane White, if you went to gun prom, you will know that Dane White is someone we helped get elected. Uh, he's the mayor of Escondido. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, man, nobody, nobody helped Dane. You know, Dane worked his butt off. We supported him. But everybody thought that's that's yeah. that's a, a hill too, too high to climb, and he did it. And he's going to talk. Phil Ortiz. He's on the. He's somebody else we endorsed. He's on the El Cajon City Council. Dustin Trotter is the. Well, he's a Santee City Councilman, and he was also the second member of San Diego County Gun Owners. Oh. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, barely, we barely knew each other. Are you going to invite Todd Gloria? Yeah, he couldn't make it, and we're still waiting for his people. Did to you come already back to him? Us. No.
2: I'd you ought to be. do it just to do it, just to see. I, I don't know, maybe.
1: But here, well, here's, but he wouldn't fit into the panel. The panel discussion is no, what... I just
2: want him to come and see.
1: Tell him it's a lunch. <laughs> Tell him it's <a> lunch? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, free lunch, Todd. Come on down. Uh, the panel's going to be, what? what's it like being a pro-Second Amendment uh, elected official uh, in San Diego? And they were very popular at the last gun show. Mm-hmm. Who the was? Symposiums. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of really positive...
2: I don't think we got a negative word one out of the symposium.
1: I don't think so, yeah. We're, everybody learns something. It yeah, was, and there's a lot a lot of different – I'm going to tell, tell people how to get a CCW. We're going to do a seminar on there. Patrick Garcia from Firearms Legal Protection. He's about, be, uh, talking about He's going to be talking about – I don't think he's going to be there. But Patrick Garcia yeah. from FLP, Firearms Legal Protection, is going to do a seminar after the shoot. So basically what to do after the shoot, mm-hmm. which is always a good seminar. Okay, grand prize. We Actually, there's a couple things we've got to fly through here. I want to make sure everybody gets all the information they need. Right. So there, you could win a custom Glock 17 from 2C, uh, featuring his optic and uh, and uh, a ported barrel and slide, super grip slide cut, and an an upgraded Timney trigger. So that's a Glock 17, a custom Glock 17 worth about 1570 $1, dollars, Dave. Uh, that, that's about. $1,569 more than I have. Right. So that's well, you're saving it for a watch. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I only have
5: <laughs> you won't be having to send that uh, that that slide off for months to get that optic cut done either. It's already gonna be done for you. It's already done for yeah.
1: you. Wow. Excellent point. Yep. Um, three day pistol class from Gunsight in Arizona. That's a one thousand two hundred and fifty-five dollar value. Five eleven rush, 2.0 24 liter backpack. Um, Joe Wall Jewelry AR Bolt Necklace Tiger Eye Nine Millimeter Pendant Annual Membership to Active Self Protection uh, Mobile App Outdoor Women Gear Core Essentials Gun Belts and more. There's a ton going on, and let me touch on the what are we what are we got to touch on. Food. 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 We got to touch on the
5: food, man. That was the oh, that and guns. Who we we, we already this? talked about the missing hole. We we fixed. There's going to be guns in the gun show. No, yep. there's going to be food. There's going to be what, food. Who came what up with more could this you menu?
1: Want? Well, it's it's it. Rich, did. Rich, rich, rich. I'm not surprised. Why don't you like it? I'll okay.
2: Well, I don't for see let's, hot dogs. Yeah, I know. And there's no hot dogs. I I and there's I can't even pronounce half the stuff oh you're gonna my make. Gosh.
1: It. All right. So there's coffee. That's how you pronounce bad that. I can do
2: it. Red, white, and bad.
1: Red, white, and badass brew. They're they're uh, they're gonna provide coffee for everyone, and that's actually sponsored by Firearms Legal Protection. Free. You get free red, white, and badass brew every morning our buddy Dustin mm-hmm. what's their uh, they have like a bourbon one. That oh, that's
6: a, really good there oh, you
1: yeah, go <laughs> oh, the,
6: the whiskey and bourbon one yeah yeah that's yeah. good go.
4: excuse right. me 18
1: I knew I liked this, <laughs> I I liked this kid <laughs> I know Pacific Island Crave adobo ribs it's just ribs that probably be good look Matt's in the corner going oh, "Yeah, I know but what that adobo. is you know, <laughs> yeah what's adobo who's that guy with rice you know what you know, that's, you've ever had rice yes I've had rice <laughs> I was in Korea uh, Ponsit <laughs> with lumpia, Spam Musubi. Do you know what Spam Musubi is? Linda. No, but I know it's it. Have you ever good. had
6: Spam? I have had, um, I've had a lot of Filipino food and it's really
1: good. You've had Spam Musubi?
6: Not yet. I really want to. It's delicious.
1: Well, come to the gun show. I
6: will.
1: <laughs> you can have mine. They sell Spam Musubi on like on, at Seven Eleven in Hawaii on the Isn't counters. It
5: just like fried Spam. What's well, like it's, it's,
1: it's it's rice. It's rice yeah. and Spam and there's it's some sauce and an egg. They yeah. throw an egg on top of it. That's no, right. This, I have see seen. Egg.
5: Maybe I don't yeah. know. That's sure. not Spam Musubi. That's just. That's I've seen whatever that is. Somewhere other thing yeah. too. Um,
1: chicken what? Empanadas. No. Banana donuts. What's chicken? What? Chicken. Kellaguin. Matt, is that right? You didn't know. Yeah, didn't know. Um, grill, taco rice, chicken, taco rice, you chicken. Forgot the banana donuts. No, I said that. Banana donuts? That sounds delicious, by the way. I don't know if I've ever had a banana donut. Oh my God. Uh, and then ice cream. We also have ice cream. Guns, food. Politicians that are on your side, attorneys, lecturers, all kinds of good information. All for
5: 12 bucks, when you get that $3 off coupon off
1: the yeah. website. $12. Come down. Have fun with us. Go to gunownersradio.com, gunownersradio.com, and then check out the symposium section. Toast, and and we'll We'll tell you everything you need to know, but come down to the gun show, stay for the symposium, and have some dessert with Dave. I'm a lotos? What's that? lotos? If you could, when you come down, could you just bring like some chicken nuggets for yeah, Dave please. or something? Yeah, Go to McDonald's. They're on My sale. Oh, gosh. I'm waiting for the McRib. The palate of a five-year-old. It's coming back. The it it is, is coming back. Coming. I saw that.
2: I know. I got pretty excited. I even stopped at a McDonald's. I said, you, you, you have the McRib yet? <laughs> no, old man. Get yeah. away from me. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gut Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, where the show off-air is always better than on. FM 96. FM (laughs) 1170. The answer. It is. It's
1: interesting. It's not better, though. So we're just going to call Michael Cupid. I don't want people to tune out. They're like, what? This isn't even the good show? And they'll just turn off. Well, they have to spend money, and they can come in at a studio. That's true.
2: Hey, San Diego. San Diego Gun Show Show is returning October twenty. 1st and 22nd, this is one you cannot miss. We're going to have guns. It's the second gun show since the ban, since they banned it from Del Mar Fairgrounds, and we need you to come out and support the event so we can keep on growing the gun show and help educate people that it's normal to want to be able to protect yourself and know you cannot buy a gun and walk out the door. End discussion. But the Gun Owners (laughs) Symposium is really going to be cool. Yeah. You'll be able to hear all sorts of speakers that are experts in the field. And we're even going to have Sheriff Kelly Martinez, and she is coming in, and we are very excited. More guns, more speakers, more prizes, more food, coffee, 15 bucks. Come on, you can't you can handle that. No. you want a discount, go to gunownersradio.com symposium.
1: I like that you were selling the 15 bucks and then realized the next sentence was, that's three bucks off. <laughs> <laughs> 15 What'd bucks? I, you can handle that. Uh, and it's three bucks off, too. Two bucks. <laughs> two, if two, you want a discount, two
2: bucks. Bob's going to say, for all you people that are cheap. <laughs> yeah. Because we could use the
1: 15 bucks. Well, this economy. I know. All right. All right. Sam the Gunman. Sam the Gunman. Everybody's favorite segment. Sam, my nephew, we found out years ago that he is extremely good with gun trivia. So, if you send us a uh, question that has to do with gun trivia, and we use it on the air, we'll give you a hat or a shirt. And if you stump my nephew, um, we'll uh, give you a super cool special prize. Now, when he when when we ask him the question, this is the first time he's heard the question. We don't he doesn't get prepared or anything. And we take uh, special joy in trying to stump him. So we're certainly not cheating. It brings us uh, warmth to our heart when we uh, ask him a question and he gets it wrong. It, it's, a, it's a special, warm feeling. So anyway, Sam, are you there? Yeah, how are you guys? Good, man. How are you doing? Oh, I can't complain. All right, good. We don't want to hear it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> so the question today is by Lindsay. Lindsay was uh, shooting today so mm-hmm. with her mom, so we dragged her into the studio to talk about everything. So uh, go ahead, Lindsay. What is the question? uh,
6: Miguel from Mira Mesa asks, what is the most powerful military handgun ever issued?
1: There you go.
7: Miguel from Mira Mesa, what was the most powerful military handgun ever issued? Thanks for writing in, and thank you, Lindsay, for reading the question.
1: Of course. What a a gentleman.
7: (laughs) So this ever issued. Um so I'm I'm assuming that by that he's excluding um anything that someone uh, someone in the military or in a military may have taken into a combat zone but was not part of um the issue equipment.
1: Yeah, um, and and uh, yeah, and they're looking for like kind of uh, the question is definitely like you know, mass issued. I mean, maybe some special unit, you know, you know, had, you know, five of them had the same powerful handgun. That's not what you're talking about. This was like a standard issue military uh, handgun. The most powerful military handgun ever issued like, like, you know, massive, in in mass numbers.
7: Right. So if I remember correctly, the most powerful military handgun ever issued officially uh, was the Colt Walker revolver.
1: Is that... That's amazing. It. Lindsay, do you want to read the answer? Uh,
6: the whole thing.
1: You want, to, you want to borrow my reading glasses? <laughs> no.
6: Uh, Doesn't uh, need it. 1847 Walker was the biggest and heaviest black powder Colt ever produced. It was designed to take down an enemy soldier or horse with a single hit. The result was a four po- uh, yeah, 4.5 pound gun that carried nearly twice the powder charge of other revolvers at the time. It fired point fi- .454 weight. And made the gun impactable for a belt holster, so the walker was primarily carried in a saddle holster about eleven hundred to 1,800, 1847 walkers were originally produced
1: there you go about eleven hundred eighteen forty seven walkers were originally produced one hundred and forty grains with uh, eleven hundred feet per second velocity that's pretty yeah, powerful
7: so, yeah that's that's a very potent handgun um that's uh now if i um if I remember correctly, they they were loading that thing with something like 50 grains of black powder, um, to to give you some perspective with with other uh, uh, like fixed ammunition of the time, uh, like uh, 4570 for example. That refers to the second number refers to the powder charge. Um, so we're talking something that's substantially less powerful, but not that much less powder behind it than uh, some common rifle calibers of the time. Uh, and the Walker is, uh, if, if you don't mind me going on a little bit about it. Go for it. Uh, the Walker is really one of the handguns that saved Colt as a company. Um, Colt going in and out of bankruptcy is not a new thing. That's been the case with them uh, ever since the, the very beginning of, of when Sam Colt decided to start making guns. And it was really looking like they would have to close up shop until Walker, Texas Ranger, um, came in with an order and said like, hey, I really love your revolvers, and my Texas Rangers and I need something like that, but as big and as beefy as possible, because we want to be able to take down uh, you know, a cavalry horse, basically, uh, with With this thing. We, we're using this as a serious combat weapon. Um, and so that order for, um, I believe the answer said 1100 Ah, uh, Colt Walker revolvers yep. gave rise to the the long line of Colt revolvers we we know today.
1: Now, here's a question: 140 grains. A what's a, what's a typical nine millimeter these days?
7: Uh, typical nine millimeter is going to be 124 grains. Uh, 140 grains seems very much on the light side for um, a, a 45 caliber ball. Um, I suspect that number might be. Uh, might be the result of a typographical error because a, a typical 45 caliber um, bullet uh, these days is, is going to be upwards of 200 grains.
1: So that, that's uh, so where I was I'm, going with this, actually. I'm thinking
7: just in terms of round spherical lead ball, it's going to be more than 140 grains, I believe. Yeah, now, it, uh, I'm just, that,
4: that's I don't actually... have a
7: calculator on me, so you'll have to fact check
1: me uh, after, after the end of the show. But, um, yeah. Because a you know a forty five, you know ACP is like two hundred and thirty grains, and it's going subsonic. Right, but but still, it's going like eight hundred feet per second, right?
7: Yeah, and it's uh, it's not exactly a round ball, but it's uh, it's much closer to round than something you would see in uh, you know in like a forty five seventy, for example. Those get up into five six hundred grain bullets sometimes on the outside.
1: I just wonder how they define power. That's kind of a you know it, it must be. Weight and speed, you know, some kind. Of, it's just an interesting definition. Like, how do you define power in that situation? Um,
7: well, you you could say kinetic energy. Uh, that doesn't necessarily translate to knockdown power. Um, it, yeah. That's stopping power, quote unquote, isn't something that can really be quantified. Hmm. Uh, but if we're talking kinetic energy, then yeah, um, it's it's going to be more than a hundred forty grain pill uh, coming out that barrel uh, to to give yeah. you the kind of performance the Walker had and the Walker needed, really.
2: Now were those production numbers low eleven hundred yeah it seems like a low number
7: yeah it was it was just a short run yeah. for that one contract because most other mm. units that needed uh, powerful revolvers at the time didn't need something quite that powerful <laughs> and frankly it's it's difficult and complicated to make a gun that big and that powerful in uh, in the mid 19th century. So uh, a typical military revolver, uh, an army pattern, uh, uh, you know, like the Colt single action army would be significantly smaller, uh, with a smaller cylinder holding less gunpowder
2: and a less expensive, most likely.
7: Yeah. Much less expensive to make and uh, what about accuracy? a big deal for an entire army. Did it have good accuracy? Well, they were rifled, so accuracy was not bad for the time. I couldn't quote you exact numbers in terms of MOA or circular error probable or whatever. Um, but uh, as as far as I'm aware, as far as I've read in the literature, accuracy was acceptable for the time. Right.
1: Lindsay, what do you think of that? Pretty smart guy, right?
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say very well-spoken.
1: Very well-spoken, very mm-hmm. smart?
6: Yeah. yeah.
1: Probably not happy with him
2: to take a horse down.
6: No. <laughs> well, I mean, if you did to defend your side...
1: That's true, I guess. got do. There you go. Hey, Sam, are you coming to gun prom next year? <coughs> Depends on the date. There you go. Yes, I think he's going to come out here. Lindsay, what about you? Would you uh, go into gun prom next year? Uh, I, I, I don't think know. We, uh, yeah, I think we're hatching. She's riding a horse. <laughs> I think we're hatching an idea here. No, you are hatching <laughs> an idea. You're looking for another <laughs> job. <laughs> I'm working my magic. I, all right, cool. Scary. Hey, Sam, awesome job, man. Very, very, very <laughs> impressive. I. uh I, I think I, I seriously think I say this every week. I really thought we were going to stump him this time. There were very few times when I'm like, "Oh, he's got this." Well,
2: you know what's funny is when we stump him, yeah, we're shocked, yeah, because not that we know the answer. Like any this was really there. obscure, though. Well, I know wherever that Miguel guy was. <laughs> you got to send him a hat. <laughs> right, just because he's a nice guy. He seems he seems right, like buddy. a smart guy, Miguel. You survived another second. Sorry
1: Miguel, listen, you get a hat, uh, you get a shirt or whatever, uh, email us and let us know what you want and we'll send it to take you. Take you, you didn't you didn't stump nephew. <laughs> yeah, I'll take him to lunch. See? I'll take you to lunch. Yeah, Miguel. At the gun show. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can have whatever adobo. Uh, yeah, that adobo thing.
7: Will you get Denny's spaghetti. <laughs>
1: yeah, ah, spaghetti. there you <laughs> <I> go. <laughs> Dave, Dave, we were just—did you hear the segment where we were talking about what you can eat at the you gun show? See what they have, dude.
2: I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it
4: is. Bring but, Dave a hot dog. Uh,
1: Adobe
2: ribs, anaconda. Adobe heart. ribs. <laughs> Rib mush moosh. moosh what
4: does that mean? Adobe
1: ribs. <laughs> I don't know. Season Means you can play? edit them. I guess maybe you can turn them into a PDF. It'd be clay. All right, all right. Have a good one, buddy. Thanks, man. He already hung up. I don't blame
2: him him Like and subscribe to our show Leave us a comment Please support all our great sponsors San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Inlet Empire Owners Dylan Law Group, Sage Street, San Diego Flight Training International And Gold Co Big shout out to Alicia, her lovely daughter Michael Schwartz Sam the Gunman, Matthew Dominguez And the wild man, Brendan Thomas Is Mr. Siegel in the house? He'll be rapping with you here shortly folks Don't touch that dial Right here on Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM
1: 1170. The Answer.